What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. The place where we invite real people to talk about their journey on social media. We'll dig deep into the mindset it takes to be yourself, create massive value, and do it over and over again. This could be the episode that changes your business and life for the better. So let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. And guys, I have I have the guest of all guests with me on the show today. You know, usually I can just introduce people off the top of my head, but but this man has done so much and served so many people. I'd actually write down stuff because I knew I would forget. And so guys, I have I have Renee Rodriguez with me. And Renee, Renee is unbelievable. And you are going to be blown away with the content of this episode because Renee, you you are a neuroscience expert, right? You you are deep ingrained in in neuroscience, which I'm excited to talk about. Your your company has served over a hundred thousand people in in coaching and teaching and equipping. You you've been forty under forty seven years in a row. You've been an advisor cool, to Coke, to 3M, to Nestle to Microsoft. You, you've shared the stage with Tony Robbins. And, and Renee, somehow you have found your way onto the Social Media Mindset Podcast. So I've been waiting to get on here. What are you talking about? I, I can't wait for your bio to change and have the Social Media Mindset Podcast added to that incredible list of <laughs> accomplishments. Man, thank you so much for being on with me. It's my pleasure. And I, I, you're welcome to be my intro hype man anytime, man. That was, that was awesome. I appreciate you. You know, everybody that I intro says that I should be their hype man. So maybe I'm missing my calling a little bit. You're onto something, man. It's okay. a, it's a, I think it's a beautiful trait to be a hype man, hype person in anything. It always make people I think, feel good. I think so too. And and so here's where I, here's where I want to start with you. <clears throat> the the whole concept of of behavioral neuroscience, right? I've been I've been watching you for years. I, I've especially leading up to this podcast, I've been even digging deeper, and so. Is it possible for you to kind of explain what is behavioral neuroscience in 60 seconds for the listeners? Yeah, it's basically behavioral neuroscience is an offshoot of psychology, but getting into the biology of the brain and what and how the biology of the brain actually affects, attributes, and guides human behavior. So it's literally understanding that there are parts of the brain that dictate our behavior, how we make decisions, how we perceive the world that, that show how we behave and how we explain it to ourselves. And there's neurotransmitters and there's hormones and there's external stimulus and uh, past experience all contribute to how we behave. And so to me, that was always the most fascinating. It, dude, I, just hearing you say it makes me want to just dig deeper. It's, it's so fascinating to think about. And I love, you know, I was watching a video on your website that had, you know, different clips of you speaking and it had people saying things about you and everyone I've ever known just says, man, like, I, I just don't know people that present the way Renee does. 
And it's funny to me because at the top of your website, Renee, it says that you're entertaining, but you're not an entertainer. And I love using humor as I teach and speak. I think it, it, it helps people remember. But I, I just wanted to know, like, what, what does it mean to be entertaining but not be an entertainer? You know, I, I, I went through a long process to help somebody find those words, and I, I, I didn't come up with them myself. It was, sure. Uh, I had a, a really good dear friend as a copywriter who gave me the biggest gift of listening to me about three hours and helping me really articulate and that came from a desire to, and, and really kind of a, a, a frustration with the amount of rah-rah entertainment in a business venue that didn't mm. create value. And so the, I think it's important to be entertaining. You have to capture, and to me entertaining, do I capture your attention? But I don't get paid to entertain you. I get paid to add value to you. Mm -hmm. And value usually means an increase in revenue or a decrease in cost of some okay. way, shape, or form, or the avoidance of a cost, right? And those value is pretty easily measured in the business world. And so entertaining you, making you laugh, or telling you an inspirational story does not add value to the business. It right. might capture your attention for a while, but that's not why I'm gonna get brought back. And so the if, if I use, and this is what one of the things we teach, is you have to use a story to deliver a message of value not use my time to tell me a story. Mm. Come on, man. That's so good. That's deep. Yeah. It's one, so, it's one that you spend years, I've spent years kind of really thinking about that. And it's a, it's one that should keep us up at night. Am I wasting people's time to tell a story or am I using the story as a vehicle to deliver a really important, valuable message? So do you feel like you know, a lot of my audience is, is realtors and mortgage lenders. You know, a lot of the, I mean, everybody that I know that, you know, are the, that those are the two realms that, that they're in. And, and so is that the biggest issue for, for them on social media? Like why can they be putting in the effort on social media, but people aren't actually showing back up? Is, is it exactly what you just said? Well, so I, I, one of the things that I, I, I think, I pride myself in staying in my lane. <laughs> yeah. And social media is not my lane yet. And so I am learning it and I'm, I am learning about what it takes and what I've come to learn is this. So I give that as a precursor to my, what I'm saying. Okay. I'm not an expert in social media, but I have come to learn that what I thought was valuable isn't so much valuable in the social media world because we have three seconds to capture attention. So there's, there's a sequence involved. I've got to be able to hook you. And that's a great book called Hook Point by Brendan Kane. Got a chance to interview him, and he schooled me on the reality. It doesn't matter how good the content is. If I haven't hooked you mm -hmm. in three seconds, no one's watching. And so then, okay, so then once I have that, do I have the good content to keep you watching? And that's got to be something that is entertaining. And the frustrating part is, you know, I've, I do social experiments on my social media all the time, and I'll put what I think is a deep concept. Like, for example, what I just said, it was something very profound to me, which is, you know, don't you, don't, um, uh, use a story to deliver a message, don't use my time to tell me a story, is that takes a lot of thought. That takes a lot of attention mm -hmm. and, and conversation, and it probably won't get much play on social media. But a cliche platitude quote about living your best life yeah. gets a million likes yeah. and follows. And so <laughs> it's, it's a frustrating thing, but yet there's 
it's a good lesson for me in growing with the times and saying, how do I use that reality of three seconds to then deliver a message that is more profound? And I'm, I'm in the process and I'm doing better figuring out how to use that. Well, and, and, and I think the, what, what, what you do it every day. I, I watch you do it, but I was, I was watching your TEDx talk where you were talking about, you know, the, the past, present and future and in, in the tenses in which we, we speak. And, and I love the way that you talked about framing and, and how you essentially said, and I'm paraphrasing, I will say it far worse than you actually said it in your TEDx talk, but you, you essentially said, if you don't frame your story, you're giving everyone else the ability to frame it for you. Yep. Can you can you unpack that? Because as as a social media expert, this is where I see people really struggle. Is they they tell their story, it falls flat. Therefore, they think their story sucks. Mm-hmm. But it's not that their story sucks. It's the way in which they packaged the story that sucks. So unpack like how how do we frame? better or really just frame it all for a lot of people because that that concept is just so foreign to them so for 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 sure so first we have to understand that how human human the brain the brain works we understand the world that we live in which what i would call a construct of reality we construct our reality based on frames of reference okay right and so we know what things are based on our history with them I know what a car salesman is because I've dealt with them. And so if I say car salesman, you might say sleazy or uh, non-trustworthy. Those are frames of reference that help me understand the reality of the person in front of me. If I were to see a nun, you have you probably frames of reference, you know, devoted to God or whatever. Who knows mm-hmm. what your frame of reference is? Sure. And you, you might say, I've got a, a real estate agent that could be positive or negative, or I might say loan officer might be positive or negative. Unfortunately, right now, the research shows that real estate and mortgage are seen worse than car salesmen because of all the things that have happened. Yeah. And so those frames of reference cloud the reality that's in front of us. And so if I were to say, hey, you can trust me, I'm a used car salesman, you might <laughs> laugh, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So it's predictable because we understand sort of the era that we're in yeah. that that would be, you know, sort of an oxymoronic in a lot of ways. And so, where if you think about every conversation, every negotiation is a battle for the frame, whose frame is going to be accepted. If I'm a real estate agent and I want to put the frame around my experience is worthy of 7% commission, right? The highest that you can get. And then you're dealing with the frame of the buyer saying, all of you are the same. Nobody mm-hmm. has any incremental value. Well, you're a frame. You're in a frame battle, and you've got to be able to, to claim the frame through sales process and through sales mm-hmm. presentation skills and storytelling, and your ability to connect and build rapport, you build trust. All of that starts building the value around paying a, just an incremental percent, right? Because you can be six months into the game and you can sell five and six percent commission, right? As a as a whole, but you can be thirty years in the game and you're still doing five six percent. You haven't then sold the incremental value. Right. Of 1%. It's not five. It's already been sold for you. So the frame is that. And so the way we say things, you, if you were to say to me, you know, Renee, tell us something you're proud of. And I say, oh, I got straight A's my last year in school. And you go, great. I don't know what that means to you. Like you may right. have a positive reaction or negative reaction. And so some people might say, wow, so 
you're a procrastinator then you got straight as your last mm-hmm. year so i'm not going to work with you or you might say oh did mommy and daddy pay for your, your school so you didn't have to work that hard but so then you had to f- show them that it, they didn't waste their money the last year it happens to be the easiest year you don't know how it's going to frame it but if i were to say you know renee tell me something you're proud of and i'd say you know unfortunately growing up i was surrounded by a lot of adults that told me i wasn't real smart and when adults speak to you that way you, they, you tend to believe it so i didn't do real well in school but something happened in my last year in school where i looked myself in the mirror and i said either i'm going to believe them forever or I'm going to do something about it. And I said, you know, I could put my nose to the grindstone, get the help that I needed. And I'm proud to say that I got straight A's my last year in school. Mm. And so now that frame prior to the answer, the past, right, helps you understand straight A's my last year in school under the context frame of being told I wasn't real smart. So that frame creates an emotional reaction in people right. of, wow. I connected with you. How dare they talk to you that way? I'm protective of you now. You were vulnerable, so I trust you. All sorts of things happen in that frame and to help people do that. And that's what we teach, is to help people uncover the story of their life, which is really the frame of their value proposition and why they've chosen certain things to do, whether to be a server marketplace, be good at marketing, educate, communicate, whatever it is. Man, I, I love that. and I. I, I feel like that's where where most of the people that I know struggle is 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 in that framing process, and I'm imagining because of of what you do, all of that starts up here, or I guess for for the podcast listeners, like I'm pointing to my own head, right where where my brain exists, and and you said in one of your videos that when you understand how your brain works, life becomes easy. Easier, at least, maybe. <laughs> and, well, and I, I was fascinated by that because, like, you know, saying life becomes easy or even easier, like, that's a bold statement. But I believe that you believe it, and I believe that it's that it's true as well. Unpack, like, what is it that we misunderstand about our brain that that keeps us making life so hard? That's a great question. It, it's when you understand that the brain works in a sequence, and when you realize that sequence, you realize just how much of our life we live trying to fight the innate sequence of, of our neurology. Mm. And if we know that if people don't feel safe, physically and or emotionally, or what they're now calling psychologically safe, they're not gonna listen to new ideas. Mm. They're not gonna be open to new things. And they're not gonna be open to switching from X, to X, X this way to that way. They're not gonna be open to moving from renting to buying. They're not gonna be moving to your company that you're trying to recruit them to because they don't feel safe. And if we know that that's the first thing that the brain needs and yet we start talking value proposition numbers first, the brain isn't ready to hear it. Wow. And so when we're fighting the brain, life is hard, it's a grind. Yeah. yeah. The, the conversion ratios are, are low. Sales cycles are long. Finding people to get along with is tough. Getting people to buy into vision is hard. But when we realize, hold on a second, I gotta start with this first. Let me create some safety, structure, order, predictability. Then we know that the brain then cares only about being valued. Do you care about me? And I can feel psychologically safe, but if I know you don't have my best interest at heart, I don't care about your value proposition. I don't care about your cheap rates. Because I just don't trust you. And so if I know I got to create safety first and then show people that they're valued, now all of a sudden the brain fully is able to engage into data, information, being curious, innovation, new ideas. 
And it probably challenged those new ideas because you've got a much brighter part of the brain engaged. That sequence alone, if you can understand it, just everything becomes easier. So you, you speak in front of thousands and thousands and thousands of people right a, a year in in what you do but then you also break it down and do these tiny events with with 10 to 12 people in the room and and so for you personally you know that a lot of those people are walking into this room going did i just blow this money like is this going to be worth it or it just a big event is this just another rah rah guy another cheerleader that's just here to get me motivated for 84 seconds and then you know he walks off stage and also walks off my motivation how do you personally approach it from, from safety first? Like, what is it that you do intentionally when you open a keynote that kind of lets people's guard comes down, you know, so that your value prop matters even more? Well, I would say personal brand is a big piece of it. You know, I tell people your personal brand is part of your keynote because if my brand and the videos that I've done and the marketing I've done and your social media, people are going to look you up before they come see you. Mm-hmm. And if my videos can create a sense of safety, oh, this was valuable. He's entertaining. He's going to capture my attention. I never thought about it that way. Oh my goodness. That they'll bring that to the talk in a, in the way it manifests is curiosity and engagement. They want to learn more and they're super engaged. And so videos that you do, the way your social media, that's why we put as many videos as I can, whether they're reaching people organically, when they go see that I'm coming to speak, they will look for that. Right. Or if they see this podcast, they'll probably look me up. Yep. See Renee speak, by the way, if you want to come find me on IG. And they'll look me up. And then hopefully, if I had nothing there and pictures of me at, at, at the club, they're not going to see any value. But if they see, right. here's what I believe, here's examples of what I'm doing. Uh, the part I'm not doing well is giving the behind the scenes look in terms of the, the vulnerable side of Renee, like, you know, just normal holding the camera up. I got to get my brain wrapped around being able to do that more. Um, but I try to do a lot of podcasts and things like that that kind of yeah. do that. I just, you know, I'd much rather be part of your event than, you know, sit there and hold a camera to my face. So as you see, even the negativity I said that with. I know. I, and I, in my head, I'm like, I can help you with this. That's what I, that, this is what I do. Because I'll, I'll tell you, so guys, right before we actually hit record, you know, you, you took a call from your son. And I follow you on social media, but I don't, I mean, you don't put a lot of, at least I don't see a lot of the behind the scenes, the personal life. And so I, I came into this going, man, I don't, I don't know anything about Renee beyond just, he's a phenomenal communicator that serves businesses at an incredibly high level. But then your phone rang and you went, oh, hey, hang on one second. It's my son. And I get the back row seat to hearing you go, hey, buddy, I was going to bring you home, you know, lunch, but you didn't answer you know, let me call you right back after this podcast. Just that tiny microcosm of a moment, it it elevates you to me because Mm. I'm a dad, right? And so not knowing if you're a dad or not, and now knowing you're a dad, instantly I relate to you more. And I think this is what a lot of people lose out on is they get so good at the business side, but then either they just don't think people care about the rest of it or they're too insecure to to want to put it out there, or it's safety, right? Whatever. But that was a powerful moment for me, and it meant nothing to you. It's a you know I'm taking notes, man. I think that's a interesting. That's an that's a really good insight. I think that's a really powerful insight because I didn't 
I didn't think about it. And the reality is my kids are, are the most important thing to me and, and of family is most important. And I don't, you know, it's, I keep hearing that I got to do that. And, but then it's like, you know, then the, the, let's have an honest conversation around that. Yeah. Let's say I would have manufactured that moment, right? Like the person that films himself going up and giving a hundred dollars to a homeless person and, or the person that says, Hey, stand in the corner and film me going up and helping this old lady. There's a, the, that piece to me is, it has such a negative, negative impact when you just know it's there. You know, you do good things because you're supposed yeah. to do good things, right. not because there's a camera around. And so I, I, I am, my search is how do I be more authentic in, yeah. and when I say authentic, not in what I'm talking about, authentic and maybe it's more transparent in my, into my life, let you into my life a little bit more yeah. without it being self-serving and without it being manufactured, I guess. Well, I, th- I think it, question. I think it had it to go back to your, you know, past now and, and future timeline that you did in your, in your TEDx talk and guys listening, we'll put a link to that in the, in the show notes, please go watch it. It's 17 minutes. It will give you such a profound outlook on what you're struggling with and it's short. Okay. But if we take that, that timeline, Renee, I think let's say you did fabricate that moment where like you give away a ton of money, but for the sake of having content, you film it the next time. I think the way I receive that video is what else has come before you? Like in your content, Mm. what has been done that would help this be just a captured authentic moment of who Renee Rodriguez is? Or do I go, this feels weird because this is not the same as what he's put out for five years. And now this feels salesy. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're saying what I'm hearing you say is that the, if your content has been consistently in a certain way, whether it be authentic or something like that, and then it seems like it seems congruent, I guess is the word. That's interesting. I like that. And, and I would even, so, so one of the things that I learned, so I, you know, I was a pastor for nine years and in my twenties, and one of my bosses taught me that when you're nervous about speaking, whatever it is that you're nervous about, speak it out loud to the yeah. people in the room, right? And and instantly you'll you take the power away from from the Absolutely. the you know the the negative energy. And and so to stay on the the example of, you know, we film me giving a hundred dollars to someone, I would probably even record an intro to that video and and I would literally do this. Hey guys, I, I just want you all to know what you're about to see is going to look staged. It is. It is for the sake of social media, right? We, we've staged this, but See, that like doesn't that. mean this isn't what we do on a daily basis. I like it. And yeah. See, that, now we've me, taken that, away the frame yeah. well, you're that we've allowed frame, people to create on their own by doing it ourselves. Yeah. You're, you're claiming, I see that. But I said the third time, Coach Kyle, you're good at this, buddy. The, like you know, I'm, I'm not good at a lot, but there's a couple things that, <laughs> that I'm not bad at. And, you know, I'm just, I, like you said earlier, I'm just trying to stay in my lane. Stay in your lane. I'm the same way, brother. And so, Renee, something else that you said that I love, that I'd love for you to unpack is you you said, because we live in this, a society that just loves to blame, right? It's never our fault. Because why would we, why would we want to do that? Why would we want to take responsibility for anything? And so you said, don't get mad at them for not listening. Get better at communicating. In, in 90 seconds... 
for for the person listening that that maybe is isn't great at communicating what is what is one or two simple strategies to improve your ability to communicate in 90 seconds i mean if it takes a little bit longer i mean you know well I, I, <clears throat> to me communication is is begins with emotional intelligence and so okay. emotional intelligence is three things. It's the ability to have the self-awareness of how you're feeling. So self-awareness is key. First skill, how am I feeling? Then the empathy to see how your audience is feeling. How am I feeling? And then empathy, how they're feeling. And then thirdly, the skill set of adjusting how you're feeling and communicating and your style to best serve the audience and at where they're at. And so those three, self-awareness, empathy, and then skill and discipline. It would really be the discipline to do that. Mm. If I can understand how I'm feeling, because then I'm self-aware to say, if I feel like I'm, uh, if I sound like I'm in a bad mood, if I sound like I'm yeah. short or I'm snippy, and I'm unaware of that, then I'm going to be snipping at people all day long and people are going to be then feeling that from me. But if I'm right. saying, you know, hey, I apologize, I'm a little bit stressed out this morning, and I can see that they're in a certain way. Now, all of a sudden, I can then get out of my own head, understand my audience, and be able to meet them there. That, to me, those three pieces are probably the most impactful. Mm. Man, I, I love that. I love that. And this is, yeah, you're, you're, you're already making me write my check to, for your next Amplify event just, just, from, the, just from the 20 minutes that, that we've spent on this, on this podcast because it, Renee, it's so good, and and so tell people because there there's a purpose for this podcast, right? I, I am selfishly excited to be with you in August in Las Vegas for your first Amplify Live. So Amplify is is our events that you've done for years across the country in in small you know venues with you know ten to twelve people at a time. So. The, the August event's going to be incredible, but we, can you unpack for a moment, like why, why amplify what, what need did you even see that caused you to even start this to begin with? And then how in the world have you gotten friends of mine to come to multiple amplify events? Because what they say to me is every time I come away with something new, that's also life-changing. How the heck do you do that? Well, a lot of years of doing it, I guess, but no, it's, it's why did, so first question I heard you say is why the live conference? <clears throat> We've yes, been sir. fortunate enough to, you know, last year during the pandemic, we lost a hundred percent of our business. All live mm. events went away. All my keynotes went away and we were looking at a completely empty calendar for the first time in 10 plus years. Wow. And that's a, that's a really interesting reality. So we said, okay, what do we believe? Well, one of the things we believe at our core is that uh, constraint is the breeding ground for innovation. Mm. So we go, okay, constraint is where innovation comes from. This, therefore, we're highly constrained. Therefore, we must be the perfect time to be innovative. And so I spent six months doing as many virtual events as possible. We invested in, uh, my first investment was in a remote control uh, for my iPad <laughs> and a ring light. 
and so I was I was cool, man. I press a button and my iPad would start, and then then I you know turn my ring light on, and then I'm like, okay, I need a better microphone. So I go in and get a crappy microphone. I realize that audio matters, and so we went six months, and now we're I'm sitting in a thirty thousand dollars studio with nine lights, two cameras, and switchboards, and you know, oh my gosh, whiteboards, and you know being able to launch you know full full conferences at the touch of a button without any production studio, just myself. Amazing. And so the innovation happened really fast. And yeah. The, 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 God forbid the word pivot, the shift in our business happened fast. And we had, we did more business in six months of five prior six months than we did the previous year, which was our previous best year prior. Wow. And so the testimony to being able to really not get caught up in that was really a, a test of what we really, really believed. And so, it, the that momentum that we created, and we also believe that the the time to market is during downtimes. That was one thing we also believed, and so we tripled down on videos and marketing. And not when I say marketing, we didn't pay for anything. It was all how do we give as much value to the marketplace and social media as possible. Put out as many videos as we could. We did free events, and I think I did sixty some podcasts. It was just crazy. Wow. And. You know, I, where I had my keynote friends, a lot of them that were in this game trying to figure out how to get paid. I'm like, this is not the time to get paid. This is the time to learn. Put your hat on. So figure this good. out because it's different. We're students again. And by the time they did, you know, two and three events, I was 130 events in, and mm. we figured out how to do it. And so that effort translated into this year selling out almost 2021 of all of our Amplify events at 5,000 per person. We're almost done. We got just only a few spots left this year literally wow. spots and so we said okay we've been asked to do our big events i've been speaking at all the big events and i said what if we did did our own and so we found the space and we're the the pre-event to uh originator connect conference that's going to be in las vegas and so they gave us the, the space and we've got room for about 500 people and we're about half sold out and just just really starting to push the marketing right now a lot of teams are coming but this is going to be a one-day experience that is going to be transformational, very engaging, a lot of group work. We've got some, a couple special people coming on stage that are going to be doing something very, very different. And um, yeah, so that's that. It's going to be a lot of fun in Las Vegas. And and so that is on August, August 19th yeah. at the Planet Hollywood in Vegas. I will be there. Uh, so many of my friends that have already been to your events, right? They're They're going to be there, which just speaks volumes. You know, when in, in, in the world that we live in, you know, in the, in the speaking world, there's, there's so many people that once you've seen them once, you're like, I saw them or like that. It was good. They did a great job, but now I've seen them and now I'm going to move on to somebody else. And Renee, everyone that I know that is invested in you and what you teach and coach, they, they can't stop coming back. And, and so just such an amazing testament to just who you are as a person, uh, the, the creativity you use and the way you present, um, is there, is there one thing that people that choose to come on August 19th in Vegas is, is there one takeaway that you think people might be surprised that becomes their takeaway while they're there? Sure. I think that the biggest surprise that people get is how powerful in the reality that we all have a story. Mm. And when people can really understand how to tell their story, it changes your life. And because we, our life, our, our happiness, our quality of life comes down to how we explain life to ourselves. That's it. 
And I can explain life in so many different ways. I can, right now, life is great, but I can also make a list of 10 things that suck right now. Sure. That are horrible. Yeah. And I can also make a list of 10 things that are amazing right now. Which list do I want to read every day? It yeah. really comes down to that. I'm not saying be naive to the things that have to change. Yeah. But the way we, the way we create our narrative really affects how we view the world. And so part of our narrative is our life story. How do I explain my past to myself? Some people can explain their past full of regret and shame. Some people can take the same process and say, explain it to themselves as one of the best lessons ever and <clears throat> why I am the way that I am. And there was a, a great term I heard this last event with uh, Jason Mitchell group and uh, Rachel, uh, one of the, her, his top realtors said, Amora Fati, and it's the lover of fate and the lover of, of our past. Mm. And it's really when you can fall in love with your past and your story, it changes the present of who you are, how you stand. You can write your own story for your kids. So they start seeing and growing up going, you know, my family is pretty cool. So I have good. a cool history. And it changes self-esteem. And so when you learn how to tell that, and you also realize that your story really contributes and really is the reason behind your value proposition and why you chose it, you, you, you communicate differently with more conviction and more passion. And so that's that's one of the biggest takeaways that people get. And I'd say mm. the reason people keep coming back is the first time it's very stressful. We, we, it's a very intense boot camp, and I do that sure. on purpose because I believe we're all here to to be professionals. And so if you want to be a pro, you train like a pro. So we push hard and we do intense work, but we also get intense results. And the first time people go through it is one thing. By the time they finish the first session, the first event, they're going, okay, they're, they see the world differently. Life is different. I need to do this again because I, I want to develop a new story. We also video record everything so they're developing new content. And so they come back to have me coach them through a new story, a better rendition of an old one, and to capture the, the, the content that comes from it. And so we have one person that's going through 12 times this year, just one person. Wow. Yeah. Man, that's so, incredible. 12 different stories, 12 different things, and the feedback Amazing. and the life lessons and realizations are pretty powerful. And guys, again, you're listening right now. These Amplify events are $5,000, $5,000. And for the first time ever, Amplify Live in Vegas at Planet Hollywood is, is under $500. And correct me if I'm wrong, Renee, I think I might have just seen a post the other day that was even still offering a 395 like early bird rate. Till July 1st. So what the heck, guys? Let's go. Get to Vegas, come hang out with me, and and let's let's let Renee pour into our lives and and help us be better because I'm watching people I know that know you that aren't just excelling in business, but they're excelling in their marriages, they're excelling as fathers, as moms, right? Like this is so much bigger than just you want to grow by 10% in your in your sales job. This is life-changing, guys. And so, Renee, thank you so much for giving me of your time. I know how busy you are. How do people connect? I know you already threw out Instagram earlier, but it was real quick. And so crenaespeak.com is the website. And and how can they follow you or where's the best place to follow you on social? Well, uh, so crenaespeak is usually the, the, the tag on all my social channels. So if you go to Instagram, uh, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, Twitter, all of it's crenaespeak. If you want to learn more about Amplify, the live event is Amplify Live, L-I-V-E, and Amplify has two I's. You can also go to AmplifyMyLife.com. 
that will have a link to the Amplify Live page, but you can watch the videos, you can watch everything, transformational stories, all that stuff. You can also text me. I'm learning here, right? Yeah. Text me at 612-324-0456. That's a community app, that, but that does come directly to my cell phone. Yeah. And we have yeah. myself and Jenny that respond to those messages. And this is one way that we can share new content. We can, you know, anybody that comes to our event is always in a community there that we, we that's how we communicate with time. The hotels are, where, where the restaurants are, and any new things. And the cool part, this would be the cool, it'll be the first, I tell this if you want to, I just yeah. signed, signed a book deal with what? Wiley. Yeah, Wiley Public Publishers are the largest business book publisher in the world, like with Grant Cardone and, and Patrick Lencioni. Oh, and if you want to come see me speak with Grant Cardone, uh, I'll be speaking with him and Brad Lee and Jason Mitchell uh, in at the Entrepreneur Conference in New York on September 14th. Okay. So it's just going to be five of us there, but it's going to be a massive event. Incredible. And congratulations on the book deal. That, Thanks, that's, that's unbelievable. I'm excited. I'm really excited. So more to come on what that's going to look like, what it's going to be called, when it's going to release, all that good stuff. Amplify my life or amplify your influence is the name of the book. Woo! And yes. It'll be launched in early 2022. Well, Renee, man, you 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 are you are unbelievable. Thank you again for for coming on the show. I can't wait to meet you in person in August. I appreciate you, brother. I really, it's an honor to be on your show. I appreciate the questions and the time and, and, uh, just pouring what you do into the community. you you add massive value. I've learned from this. Thank you. And so I, it's been an honor. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the social media mindset podcast. We'll be back real soon with another really cool person with an even cooler story. See ya. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If this episode made an impact, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and talking about it on social media. Go make a difference, and we'll see you soon.